driven, and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. guys and welcome back to this week's episode of the living fully podcast i am thrilled to bring you a friend and a really really inspiring woman and author now her book has just come out last week and it is crushing it so Alyssa Rosenheck is a celebrated interiors and architectural photographer, stylist, author, speaker, cancer survivor, and lifestyle expert. Alyssa is helping you tap into your creativity with her new book, The New Southern Style. Readers will get an all-access pass into the conversations and home tours of more than 30 creative entrepreneurs, from artists to designers to musicians to James Beard-nominated chefs. She is amplifying the voices of the next generation of creatives and turning messages into movements. And today on this podcast, we have the most amazing conversation about this book, about this movement, and most importantly, about Alyssa and how she has truly chosen the amazing life that she is living now and is in her second career. So she's going to talk about starting a second completely different career as a creative at 32. So for all of you people out there that think I may be in the wrong space or I'm feeling this little twinge in the back of my mind that is like, this is not where I'm meant to be. You will hear a really amazing story of a full life pivot into the most beautiful life. I know this message connects with a lot of you guys because it's a similar one to the one that I did with Maddie Nelson a couple weeks ago. So you talk about another great episode. So without further ado, Alyssa Rosenheck. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Fully podcast. I am so thrilled to be sitting with my friend and new author and just photographer, Wonderful woman, great friend, trailblazer, Alyssa Rosenheck. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That is quite an intro. I adore uh, you. So thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I mean all those things, you know, a lot of people that I interview on the podcast, I don't have the privilege of knowing like I do know Alyssa. Yeah. And I also know Alyssa's journey to where we're at today, which is sitting around a table with her gorgeous, beautiful work of art that is this book sitting in between us. And that's a really cool thing to be sitting on a table in front of you Aww, when you're on a thank podcast. Thank you. Well, I'm grateful for this really special moment. And this project has been such a labor of love. And I cannot wait for you to dive into mm-hmm. it. It just came out this week. It's a real celebration of creativity and community. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it's it's also like a culmination of, of some really amazing pivots that you made in your own life. And your story, like... I love an amazing book and we're going to get to this book in the end. But first I need for you to know Alyssa and her story because man, what a story it is. The book is called The New Southern Style, but the movement is called The New Southern. And can you just 
briefly talk about the movement before we get into your story? Yes, this is a movement. It's a really exciting, beautiful movement grounded in cultural change where we're humanizing our differences, honoring our differences through the lens of creativity. And we really have to understand where we've been to know where we're going. And the vehicle for me is creativity. And it's something that lives within all of us. And I'm living, breathing proof of it because I didn't think I had a creative bone in my body until I was 32 years old. That is the most amazing story. And it's something that's really going to wake up my whole audience is this story. Because you guys, Alyssa, she grew up in the South. We'll kind of get to her story of growing up, which I think is is what this this story and this movement and everything is kind of rooted yeah. in. And she has had a career in a really, really successful corporate career. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Fortune 100 companies, both of them? Yeah. I worked for yeah. two Fortune 100 companies. Okay. Yeah. And then you moved into sales. Crushed it. <laughs> Literally. I, yeah. It was, you know, I will say this. Life is always speaking to us you know, and it's whether or not we listen. And I don't think I was listening from my 20s to early 30s. And my life has been a series of pivots. And it was really fueled by fear. And I feel like love is our world's currency. And we need to be making choices from that place. And I didn't know that until I was diagnosed with cancer at 32. Okay, because we're going to get to that because that's a most incredible story. So when you say that you were making decisions out of fear, Mm -hmm. was this out of fear of lack? Like, I've got to make more, more, more. I've got to have outward worldly success. And that's why I choose this path. It was really grounded from... The way I grew up, I grew up with some instability, emotional instability in the home. My father is unfortunately an unrecovered alcoholic. And, you know, I say this right now to be a resource for others who are going through these things because alcoholism touches a lot of families. Yeah. And, you know, I was really driven from a place of I need to be stable. I need to have financial independence. I don't need to rely on anybody. And I just need to do it all myself. Yeah. And I feel like I really closed myself off in that capacity and was just very linear in my thinking yes. in terms of structure. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I'm grateful for those experiences too, you know, because everything collectively defines us. Oh, yeah. And it's how we use those pivots, those lights and shadows in our life to really propel us forward with our next step if we're listening. Yeah. And so that's really what my choices were based off of was really how I grew up. And then I chose what I knew to be the most stable, which was the corporate world. I knew that that's where I really needed to lean into to be able to provide for myself as a young woman. Yeah. And then where do you feel though that, because I think a lot of people do this, Where do you feel it crosses the line to like, oh, I'm providing for myself and I'm doing well, but now I want more and more and more. And I feel like it's just kind of our culture. As soon as you get the things you want, you just want more. Yeah. And I think with that wanting more, it's not coming from the right place. Yeah. And so in my 20s and early 30s, you know, I was chasing these arbitrary levels of success and it wasn't because I wanted more. It was because I literally was afraid I wasn't going to have enough security. The rug was going to be pulled out from underneath me at any given point. And so I wanted always that cushion. Mm -hmm. And so 
I started out with a boutique developer as a secretary. And I did that for like a year. I was answering phones. And, you know, I always look for the silver lining too. So the gift of that is I got to wear so many different hats. Yeah. I got to copyright for the first time. I didn't even know what that was. I was involved with the media buy. I didn't even know what that was. Yes. But then it was also pretty confining. I think the growth factor there was pretty limited and they just wanted me to be a secretary. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I am more you than placing no newspapers on leather top uh-huh. desks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's fine. Like some people may aspire to be that, but you, you felt something, you felt something I'm sure in the background, but you continued on that path and like for a pretty long time. And then you're in Chicago and you're crushing it and you're just making all this this money and having all of this outward success. And then your story pivots when you are sitting across from your now husband, Ben, yeah, who is an ENT mm-hmm. slash Head surgeon? and neck cancer surgeon. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And he's sitting across from you at some restaurant in Franklin and he says, you have a tumor in your neck. And you say, what? Give me, wait, we're ordering appetizers. What are you talking about? No, I don't. I was like, we just sat down. Stop it. <laughs> like, I want the cheese keep, plate. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> I ain't got no time for that. What did you think when he said that? Well, I'll say this. I'm going to back it up a little bit. So we were in Chicago. I was in Chicago. I went from secretary to working for 3M in industrial yes. manufacturing. And they're an part. awesome awesome company. And I feel like I walked away with my mini MBA there and then the market crashed. But I feel like the way I grew up with that instability, that chaos, I have this crazy intuition to where I, I can sense when things are coming. So really? yeah, a little bit. And so I just intuitively knew to start looking for another job like months before the market crashed really? and I would have been laid off. And so I worked for a medical device company that's okay. global as a spine sales consultant. So I was in the operating room with neurosurgeons, orthopedic spine surgeons, and that took me to Chicago. At that time, I was dating Ben. We got engaged. I called off our wedding. <laughs> Time, what a story. Timing was not on my side. I just, I felt like the walls were caving in. A lot of financial pressure was on me. I was paying for a lot of things. Because he was in medical school he then, He was right? in medical school mm-hmm. at the time. It just wasn't the right time. And I listened to that and I just was like, I need to leave. I need to leave. Wow. I have to pause too and say, because it's so wild how you are the second person in like a few weeks with this same story that's come on the podcast. And that is, but you ended up with the man that you called off the engagement to. So it was like, you knew you loved him, but it was like everything else wasn't right. Everything else was not right. That's a cool story. So I left and I moved to Chicago during one of the largest acquisitions with the company. And I was there for about two years. We spent the first year long, like not no communication, no contact. And then he called me. I was standing in my living room in the middle of the city and I was looking out the window. He called me and I was like, oh my goodness, my lobster, you know, (laughs) I missed him. And he's, he told me, he's like, you were right. Everything you were discussing, you were right. And you were, you were right to leave. But if you're happy, I want to support your happiness. Mm. But if you want to get back together and if you'd consider it, I want to support that too. And I was like, yes, I miss you. Mm. And he's like, I haven't dated anybody. I was actually dating. So <laughs> 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 and so we sp- 
spent the last, you know, year on and off doing long distance. And then that led us to when we were sitting at dinner in Franklin, Tennessee, and he was sitting across the table. We had just ordered appetizers. And he looked at me and he said that you have you have a tumor growing out of your neck, Alyssa. And he's like, you know, now it's my turn to save your life. I know. Wow. That gives me chills. Now it's my turn to save your life. Mm-hmm. Because he felt that you had saved mm-hmm. his by leaving. And making that. A, oh, wow. And he did. Yeah. And he did because he did. the story is that you did have a tumor in your neck. Yeah. What a story. Gosh, I still have chills. I got to <laughs> shake them off. We're shaking it out. <laughs> what an amazing story. And like a world's collided yeah. to save your life. Life is happening to us. It really is. It's happening for us. And I just feel like we need to slow down internally, despite all the noise, all the chaos, all the things going on outside and really listen. And that was the first time when I heard that I had cancer, that I stopped, that I paused, that I really created stillness around me. And I looked within in terms of what I wanted for my life. And I wasn't being driven by those external notions of success anymore. I didn't care about that. I wanted to solely focus on what is my heart saying and how can I be in in alignment with that? You know, that's a story that I want to pause with for a second because I talk about this a lot and I actually write a lot about it in my book that's coming out next year. It's that you had this moment that forced you to go inward. What I want, because everybody doesn't always have that moment. And we don't need cancer to have that moment. Yes, cancer or a breakup (laughs) or whatever it is. But some people don't have that moment. Therefore, they don't know what it feels like. And they never pivot. They never shift. And they never choose their life. And life just happens to them until the grave. Yeah. And I hate to say it like that, but it is the truth. Yeah. And, you know, were there moments when you were this young person doing all this and having all this success, were there moments where you felt a twinge of something? A hundred percent. Okay. And what did those feel like? It felt like I was a round peg trying to fit into Mm -hmm. a square hole. Mm -hmm. It really did. And I felt the resistance and I didn't listen to the resistance. And I feel like mindset is so powerful and we really have to change the way we view ourselves in order to change our life. It starts from within and it doesn't take cancer. It doesn't take a breakup. It literally starts every morning for me. I wake up. How am I going to show up for myself today? I am, I am love. I am worthy of my dreams. I have creativity flowing through me. I am open to receiving my gifts, my unique gifts to share and to have the courage to share them with the world. It really starts within. And I think when you start dreaming, and having a vision greater than your current set of circumstances, I think when you make those little daily choices in the direction of that future vision you have for yourself, for your family, for your community, that's when growth and change and powerful magnetism happen to support that vision. Man. Ooh, I think we're going to have to take that (laughs) section out. And use it as the intro to my podcast. My Lord, that was a really beautiful way to say that. And a lot of that stuff that you just said in that, that's stuff that I practice all the time too, but it gets slung around in the space of social media, even in the space of therapy, Yeah, in the space of 
everybody wants to say that they're being intentional with their life and that they wake up yeah. with love and light, but then they're like screaming at their kids because they dr- <laughs> they spill the dang coffee and then their whole day is like set really? in a different direction. Well, and there's also this toxic positivity floating yes, around too. Yes, there is. Amen, Amen to that. Amen to that. And, and that you can't, like while ago you said, like the light and the shadows, which I love that you said that because yeah. as a photographer, like yeah. light and shadows, that's something that you use in your art. I feel like my photography philosophy very much mirrors my life mm. philosophy and the way I grew up, I had to really embrace my shadows to yeah. give my light interest, to give my light depth, to give my light power, and to be the brightest light I know how to be. Amen and to that. we can't have one without the other. Yeah. We have to embrace both, and both are equally important and powerful. And if you just gloss over the shadows to get to your light, you're missing it. Isn't that the truth? Because nobody wants to sit in the shadows. I sat in the shadows in my own life. <laughs> I almost died in the shadows. <laughs> but you are the brightest light I know. Oh, I adore you're so sweet you. To say and, that, as are and you. Thank you. But you've really done the work to navigate, to learn, to see how you can utilize your shadows as a resource mm-hmm. for others, yeah. to, to harness a really incredible community of courageous women yeah. who are also navigating their shadows. That's the beauty of it. That's well, the importance of it. Thank you. And that was, you know, kind of like with your career, like something just happened to you and it shifted things. And I can remember like showing up in a space of social social media. Of course, I'm showing the good stuff. Like that's what you want to post. That's what yeah. you want to share with the world. And it wasn't until like a, a you know a few years ago when people were like, "Gosh, I wish I could be like that blank," or "I wish I could blank," whatever it was. And I realized like, oh, they think this was easy, and they think yeah. that this just happened to me. Yeah. And I've got to tell the other side of my story. Yeah. And that's when like I started sharing that side of my story, and that's where I got the book deal and the YouTube yeah. channel t- took off, and the podcast is in the top one hundred. Yeah. Most weeks, and that's when that happened. It's freedom. It's freedom. I'll also say this: if people are also trying to search for what those gifts are inside themselves. Stillness speaks. I'm the first to say that. I think it's really beautiful, but also we have to lean into what scares us most. I'm not talking about running into the burning building. I'm talking about what are your fears? Write your top five fears down. Mm, that's and good. those are normally directly correlated to your dreams. So if you were sitting there like working for the, not the 3M, because I know that was a good experience for you, yeah. but in one of the experiences that weren't your, what you're Ideal. doing now, yeah. if you had written down your fears, your top one probably would have been like not being able to provide for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being unstable. Yep. Like 100%. not having what I need, like yeah. I did whenever I was younger. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of like, you know, it's really funny because I asked my audience not too long ago because I had one chapter left to write in my book. And I said, what is it that stands in your way the most of living fully? And one in every two answers was fear yeah. of the thousands. Yeah. So you're so right. I know. Spot and we have, on. And as women, we do and we give and we're there for everybody, but we, we need to be there for ourselves yeah. and we need to give ourselves permission starts with giving ourselves permission, saying, yes, today I'm going to think about what's scaring me. Today I'm going to lean into my stillness. Today I'm going to lean into the gifts that I know I have. And I'm going to share them one baby step at a time. And like sometimes you don't know. Like I always say like, I was born with the talent of singing. So it was easy. So I was going to sing. And that was going to be the way that I shared my creativity with the world. And that was the way I showed up. And that, you know, started the trajectory that leads me here in the Mm -hmm. world of influence and doing different things. Mm -hmm. But some people are like you and are like, you were like, I'm not creative. I'm not an artist. And now you're like one of the most (laughs) incredible interior photographers. 
Okay, if you guys are listening to this, you have to follow Alyssa on Instagram. She is one of the most incredible photographers in the entire country, which is why she's featured in House Beautiful and Architectural Digest and literally every single humongous magazine that you've ever read. Domino. I mean, what else? People. People. <laughs> People. Okay. A lot of them. And, and it's you were amazing. like, you didn't even, you weren't even no. a photographer. You didn't even I have know. like this, this is the exact thing that I'm gifted yeah. with and thank you and let's go on my merry way. You found that. You made the choice to find that. And now you're like at the top of the dang game. It's, it's, it's in, incredible. It's extraordinary, I will say. But I didn't set out for those, for me to be in all the magazines. Yeah. I will say, whenever I heard that I had cancer, I went into just, I stopped. I stopped for two weeks and I started listening to myself. And I started also navigating what I was drawn to. And photography always was something that I loved. I loved going to photography exhibits and I loved look. I, I just remember always looking at other people's yeah, s- stopping. And I simply bought a camera as a healing catharsis through cancer and read the manual. And I knew that I wanted to come back to Nashville and be with my my husband now. And so I started taking pictures of my condo in Chicago and I fell in love with it. It felt like it brought out joy that I had not experienced. And it felt like a moving meditation for me. And it felt like stillness and it felt like a form of prayer and it felt like a form of love. And I just continued to lean into it. And I know I've said this before, but when you start saying yes to yourself, I really believe that the world, the universe, God, they it meets you where oh, you yeah. are. Heck yeah, it does. And yeah. And so one thing organically fell into place and led to another to where one of my girlfriends, her sister-in-law was a new designer looking for a photographer. So I intuitively shot her place. I intuitively styled the the process. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at it and I was like, "Okay, I've got this gallery. Now what?" And she's like, oh, it's fine. We'll just put it on my website. And I'm like, no, I want to show a a strong return on investment and a value add that you just invested in me. And let's try to create more synergy here. So I started placing the shoots in a digital capacity when nobody was focused on the digital landscape almost seven years ago. And then I pioneered a new way of doing business within my own niche and now have over 900 features in magazines. And it's led to just a really extraordinary, but very organic journey that's been grounded on service. How can I help build small businesses? How can I bring value? And how can I continue to bring value to my clients? Mm -hmm. I love your passion for small businesses and your continued passion for small businesses as you've grown to the level that you've grown. I listened to a lot of, you know, I just, I love Alyssa and I followed her on Instagram and been her friend for, for several years, but like, I'll listen to your, your podcast with other people or you talk and a lot of people that sell a book are like, buy it on Amazon or buy it here because they want to make a list. And yeah. every single interview I've heard you do, you say, check out your local bookstore. Yeah, check out your local bookstore. Because you, cause you're still giving, even yeah. when you've written this dang book for three <laughs> years. And like a lot of people are like, you know what? I really want to hit that Amazon chart or yeah. whatever. You're not telling, you're not. You're mm-hmm. really sticking to something that you that you, I hear you preach all the time, which our, is really awesome. Well, thank you. Our creatives, our small businesses, our artists, they are the pulse of our cities and we need to show up for them. We need to love them and we need to support them. Especially now. Gosh, you just see 
especially with the pandemic to yeah. small businesses, it's really, that's the heartbeat, especially yeah. Nashville is such a cool place. And okay, I, th- I was going to start with this story and now I just forgot that I didn't start. Okay, so I think this is three and a half years ago. No, I, th- I, th- I bet three years ago. Yeah, I'm sitting in Alyssa's living room in her beautiful house, which is like two miles from mine. It's me, Alyssa, Clea from the Home Edit. Who else was there? Our friend Lauren that's in PR. Yeah. Our Love and Lion yeah. friend. Wasn't she there? Leah. Yeah. Leah, you guys know we Love had, and Lion. We had these Instagram nights. Too. We had these ritual nights. So, which is so funny because we're all like <laughs> these, we try to be these big thinkers and these people that exist in this really intentional space. And guess what we were watching? <laughs> the Bachelorette. <laughs> but it's ironic because we never watched it. We were just cackling uh-huh. we're eating popcorn uh-huh. we're telling everybody about the week like it was just on in the background it was and but it was it was a really great space where we we could gather and we can be together and yeah. times were so different then too and it's like so funny because I can yeah. remember like I had just gotten verified on Instagram I think and Clea was like <laughs> I don't know why I can't get verified on Instagram I've reached out to him two times. So Clea's from the Home Edit. If you guys have seen Get Organized with the Home Edit, it's the like number we, one Netflix show right now. We are so proud of them. They are oh killing it. Oh my gosh, they're yeah. killing second, it. They have a second book out. Go buy their second book. Watch their Netflix show. They're awesome. Yeah. Oh, people, if you're listening to my podcast, you've you done heard yeah. the Home Edit <laughs> parade that I've been heard. running for the past year because <laughs> I love them. And that's why I hired them to do every space in my home and yeah. did all this content around yeah. them. I love the home yeah. edit. And and I'm Mallory so excited. Debuts in their second book. Yes, I know. My pantry made this made the second book. And but it's so cool. Like that was back then when Clea and Joanna were organizing spaces and we were yeah. all just friends. Yeah. And you were you were probably thinking about the book then because yeah. you really project things for a really long time and you're very intentional. <laughs> I like trying to manifest it. I'm a faster mover. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I thought of that. Okay, let's well, do it. I'll say this back to what we previously talked about leaning into our fears. This book was the biggest fear I had. Why? I just, you know. Because <laughs> you hadn't done it before? Yeah. It was just like the a project of this magnitude. I didn't know if I could do it and it scared me and it was such a bucket list item. So you know when you have like this amazing dream and you're just afraid. You're afraid to fail. You're afraid yeah. that you can't get through it. You're afraid you can't get a book deal. And then sure enough, you yeah. pursue it. <laughs> and then it's like one million years it. later. <laughs> yeah. Because, okay, how long does it, people ask me this all the time because here I, I'm at, I'm in a different part of the process, obviously yeah. than Alyssa. Yeah. She has just released her book on September 22nd, the yep. new Southern style. And I am turning in my manuscript in like one week. Yeah. So, but people don't realize people think, oh, I'm going to be an author. I've yeah. always wanted to be an author. I'm going to write a book and I'm just going to turn it into some Publisher. magic place yeah. and then it just becomes a book and yeah. it's but it is such a long process it is a long process and you actually helped me like the most of anyone you and one of my friends jessica turner and like several different authors but especially you you helped me understand this process before i even knew i always knew i wanted to write something but you taught me about the bid day you yeah. taught me about the proposal publishing you me- is like a secret entity that nobody talks about and yeah. there's no blueprint and so you really have to navigate and do your own exploratory due diligence yes. to na- to figure it out or just go through it through experience. Yeah. And so I really, my dream was to have a traditional publishing deal. So I went to New York, January of 2017. I 
thought I was going to have the unicorn fairy godmother of a literary agent. And she was gracious and beautiful and so kind. But she said, nope. <laughs> so so I, I flew my little tush back to Nashville. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> hey, all those and no's okay. got you. It is okay. You know, she didn't really understand the vision of it. And that's fine. Flew back to Nashville just put it on the side burner, didn't lose that passion for it, but was focused on other yeah. things for about six months. And then one thing led to another. I believe in I, I believe in connection. I believe in synergy. I believe in listening to that intuition. And there was somebody's name that continued to pop up and had for the past like four years. And I was like, okay, I heard her name for the third time. I was like, this is going to be my literary agent. Really? Yes. I didn't know that part of the story. Yes. So... I flew back to New York, met with met with my literary agent at the bottom of the Ace Hotel. I, it was we love the Ace Hotel, and so had breakfast with her. She immediately saw the vision. She immediately believed in me. She immediately fell in love with the project, and she was my fairy godmother. And so we spent then the next nine months working on the proposal, making sure it was really buttoned up because I created this movement and it's, you know, it is a lifestyle and design movement and it's a big, beautiful coffee table book, but it's really meaty and it's not a typical mm-hmm. book that you would find for a coffee table book. Right. And yes. so you have to really continue to communicate and teach the community to understand what they're receiving. And so that was really done in the proposal for nine months. So then she put it out into the universe <laughs> and she mm-hmm. she put it out into auction and that takes about two weeks mm-hmm. and oh, then bid day is the I best know. day and then she's like Alyssa make sure that you're around around 2 2 p.m. that's when the bids are gonna you're come in the in. shower right yeah I know I'm, the story <laughs> I remember the story I had just gotten off of a three-day consecutive shoot and I had been up earlier that morning with Meyer he was sick my puppy Meyer Lemon and <laughs> I like slept in a little bit jumped in the shower around noon and she starts calling me. I'm in the shower taking calls. All the bids came in early. It was so exciting and exhilarating. And then we had three publishers interested. One fell off and then there was a bidding war between two. And my dream publisher I'd had in the back of my mind for years and they had fought the hardest. And I decided to go with Abrams and they were mm. amazing. And that was your dream publisher? Yeah. Yep. I mean, everyone knows Abrams. If you look on the spine of any of your coffee book stacks that yeah. you've got, like you're going to see Abrams, yep. I guarantee you, in your stack. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. And, it and was, a full color book like this. Yeah. So I know because I had those on the table. I had these different types of books that publishers brought to me yeah. and they were like, oh, these full color books. Yeah. They are, they're they're pricey. So yep. somebody's got to get behind you and yeah. really believe in your movement. Yeah. And they take a long time. They do take a long time. So we turned, I turned in my manuscript a year before it went to print. And so really coffee table books, picture books take a, a solid two to three years. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I'm looking right now at all these gorgeous pictures. So all this book is the New Southern Style is full of all these beautiful pictures. They profile yeah. people that you guys are going to know, Draper James and Clea that we just talked about from the home edit. Yeah. And you know what? Who I want to talk about is Manit. I adore her. Oh. So for those who don't know Manit, Manit is a James Beard nominated chef, author, restaurateur. She's a host on the Food Network's Chopped. She is incredible and she is a light. And one of my favorite things, I she, I, I hope she feels comfortable with me sharing this. We run into each other when we're flying and she wears pink 
sparkle running shoes. It is like my favorite thing. I she love just that. She's embodies, already so bright. Yeah, and she like, is just so effervescent and just mm-hmm. so filled with joy and life and love. And she's really changed the culinary landscape in Nashville. And so this is about the new Southern. This is about taking time-honored traditions and breathing fresh new life in a really relaxed, relatable, approachable mm-hmm. way to debunk the stuff, like debunk misconceptions that the South is stuffy, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a really beautiful, fresh take on creatives in the South, using our voices to connect, to unite, Mm -hmm. to inspire, to really embody acceptance and inclusivity. And with this project and this book, you're getting an all access pass into our homes, into our lives, into our conversations, into our hearts, into our life pivots, into how we're using vulnerability to be a catalyst of change for Mm -hmm. ourselves and for our communities. It's really powerful and really special. Mm -hmm. And you can feel your love for the the South in this book, too, because I am also from the South and Alyssa grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you went to school in the South and here we are in Nashville, yep. like it is very Southern, yeah. but I am proud of being from the South and I'm proud of the hospitality and I'm proud of, you know, a lot of the positive pieces of yeah. Southern culture. Yeah. And something that I heard you say in another interview was you talked about how you guys always had, the, but you were different, you were different. So you growing up in the South were one of the people that was not like all of those other typical Southern families in your community. Yes. So growing up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, my dad's from upstate New York. My mom's from New Jersey. And we were one of the only Jewish families in our neighborhood. And that came with its own set of challenges. And, you know, we encountered cultural and religious discrimination. And, you know, at the end of the day, I I don't regret having those experiences because if anything, it they broke me open to understand how we we need to honor one another and we need to our differences. we really need to honor our our differences mm-hmm. and we need to recognize the humanity sitting across the table from us and that was a story that was really brewing deep inside me and that's what propelled me to have the courage to write this book because I am bringing everybody to the table in a really inclusive way where we're celebrating and honoring our differences and our past through the lens of creativity. In the South, I I love this part of the country, but this part of the country also has a very painful past yes. that you know, we're experiencing right now. Yes. And I'm looking at ways how we can continue to connect, how we can further represent creativity and art in a really vulnerable way because I believe personally creativity connects us to ourselves. It connects us to one another. And when done in a really vulnerable way, it tells us the truth about the world. It tells us the truth about ourselves. It 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 provides a really healthy outlet to share and express pain, to share yeah. and express love and and engage people in that capacity yeah. to where we're amplifying one another's voices yeah. without excluding one another. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to me. And I, I really love the spin that you have about how creativity can really do that because, you know, with everything that's going on now, I think so much gets lost in translation with so many words being thrown around. And so shame. many words and shame and silencing people that are 
for the most part, I think trying to do their best to be a part of the movement. Yeah. And creativity in a way, it approaches it like a backdoor approach to where it's beautiful. It lives within all of us. It's in us. It's in us. It's and it's like this is such an important thing to to talk about and to figure out how to move forward from. Well, and it connects us to ourselves and our community. And so if I didn't explore the creativity that I had within me, I wouldn't have the life that I have now. Yeah. And I do feel like creativity saved my life. It brought more mm. color into my world. It connects me to incredible human beings like Mallory sitting across mm-hmm. this table from me right now. And it's connected me to a really beautiful community. And it's taken my self-love back into community love, which is really important. It's really, really, really important. Okay. So who, I'm not going to ask you who your favorite is in the book, (laughs) but so I just want to explain because I'm going to put the link in the show notes to buy this book. I'm telling you run because the first round of this book pretty much sold out like in the first day. So the demand for this book is is very high. So if you want this book, get this book now <laughs> because a lot of people have already gotten this book and you yeah. want it before they got to do another reprint, okay? Yeah. Cuz you don't want to wait on this book. Yeah. I it's so incredible to the social media community because I feel like we're all together with really incredible women. And I have women sending me this book, screenshotting it from Hong Kong. Isn't that incredible? You know, just the reach and the community and the love. Yeah. So it's it's just been such an incredible process. You know what's really cool too? Because, okay, so a lot of us, you guys might be people that are like, gosh, I don't have time to read a dang book. But I see you on Instagram because you tag me when you're styling your coffee tables. (laughs) And this is hands down. The most beautiful, neutral coffee table book of any book in my entire home. When this book came into my house, I was like, I want to, one to read and to look (laughs) at during tough times in my life and to like, it's got beautiful words and substance, which a lot of coffee table books don't have, but also one to use as a coffee table book that sits at the top of my stack because it is gorgeous. And you need this book, like just to style things in your home with a beautiful, like, neutral candle or with other colored coffee table books or, and then to have something, I mean, the new Southern, the new Southern is such a statement. The new Southern. Is that not like, kind of like what we're creating? Yeah. You know, we all are. It's, you know, this is, this is a project that was not a vanity project. This is not about me. This is about everybody. This is about a vision of community that I have and it's an ecosystem and we're all part of it. And for those of us who are using our voices to come together, to really be vulnerable, share our truth, share our story, share, lead with purpose and meaning, we're part of this movement. And I'm profiling people with old and new ties to the South. So you have Gray Malin, who's in LA. Yes. Yeah. Everybody knows who that is. You guys know that overhead shot of the beach that so many people have in their homes. Okay. Tell me about a couple more. Fine art photographer. We have Joy the Baker, who lives in New Orleans. We have Monique. We have Elsie Larson. Oh, love Elsie Larson. Elsie, you guys, I'm sure follow her. I mean, now she's got so many other things besides a beautiful mess. Yeah, she's she's actually a really fearless leader in the tech space, and not many people know that. So I'm also digging in deep within some of these conversations. We have Clea of the Home Edit. We have Mikkel Quinga of Nutrition Strip. Yeah, Mikkel's amazing. She's really made wellness, health and wellness, really accessible in a digital platform. 
there's so much goodness in here. It's so meaty. But I also, as an interior stylist, I designed the cover to really blend and style with everyone's space. So you don't even have to pick it. You you can just use it as a decor accessory, or it can be a really beautiful friend through a life pivot. Yeah, for but you. I know that you're like me, and I've heard you say this before, and I know because I've been in Alyssa's home, and Alyssa's home feels very much like a an oasis. It's a sanctuary, but because you you travel like a crazy person when it's not COVID. <laughs> yeah. And so when you came home, you wanted to create a space. I love how you use, you always say you like a lot of negative space yeah. and like, yeah. You you're not like an all white everything girl. You love color. I love color. But like you have a lot of negative space and your yeah. home is clean and simple and gorgeous. Thank you. But you really are intentional about like your home and what you put in there. And I think that same with me. I think I like to be intentional with things that I bring into my home. And sometimes I don't think about the books that I'm stacking under a, a couple candles. Yeah. And this book stands for so much more about this beautiful cultural change and, yeah. and movement. And there's something about bringing something like that into your home and setting it on a stack that says, like, I stand yeah. for something different, you know? Thank you. Mm-hmm. I just had a conversation with Holly Williams a few days ago. Oh, who we adore. I you guys have heard me her. talk so much about Holly. Her. Holly owns H. Audrey that I talk about all the time. Yes. Holly is a dear friend to both of us. Hank yes. Williams Jr. is her dad also, by the way. <laughs> BT dubs. <laughs> <laughs> she also owns White Mercantile and, White is, Mercantile and is selling signed copies of the book too. So definitely check that out. But Holly said something really beautiful. And she said, you know, I've just lived in my my life and, you know, we're all going wider, wider, wider when all I want to do is go deeper. And she's like, this is, this is the project that goes deeper instead of wider. And I just thought that was really profound. And she's just super supportive. And, you know, it's about showing up too. Like how yeah. we can show up for one another. Yeah. Okay. So what's something that you learned about yourself when writing this book? Because you got to do a lot of interviews with yeah. some heroes, with yeah. some really <laughs> amazing. That's why I say I love doing this podcast because I get to talk to like. You get to talk to all your heroes. Incredible heroes and these people with these minds. And it saves me a lot of time. Do you feel like there out. are common denominators between everybody? That oh, kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have so many conversations. I want to hear what your common denominator, like, what do you feel? So like ties? I feel that a common denominator across the board with anyone that has achieved anything big, and this is going to sound so typical, but it is so true, is failure and gratitude. Mm-hmm. So everybody has failed and existed in the shadows yep. big time and like clawed their way back into light that was much brighter than what they even thought was light before. Yeah. So that's, that's really big. That's huge. And then everybody's just, when they get to the top or at least all the people that I brought onto my platform, they are so grateful. Yeah. So they're grateful. like you, they, they want to support local bookstores. They want to pull other women and, and men up. They want to share their art. They're not cutthroat and no. egocentric and I think living in a yeah I think living in a state of gratitude is living in a state of groundedness mm-hmm. and you're in this really beautiful like synergy with a collective yeah. you're you're in sync you're in sync with the people mm-hmm. around you and you're you're in tune yeah and you have to ground yourself and root yourself yeah before you can see another you have to be able to see that yeah you can connect and you know like because we talked so much today about creativity i think another thing that's a common thread that i've seen is they're all in touch with something creative yeah every single one of them every single person that i brought onto this platform a lot of them started out like you where they weren't in the space at all and now they've opened up whether it's a hobby or whether it's like you and it's a 
massive career. They're all in touch with something creative. I will say this. I think failure, we need to embrace it. We need to get messy with it. We need to expect it. I fail still, you know, but I don't look at it as failure. I look at it as a direct correlation with success. Mm. You know, I really do. And I look at it as growth. What growing moments have I had? How can I be better? How can I further be in touch and more in tune with my authenticity to continue to put a a, a quality product out there in the world? And you know what else I want people that are listening to this to think about? Alyssa didn't pick up a camera until she was like, what, 32 years 32 old? 32 years old. Okay. So she had this whole other life yeah. that she lived. And you could have continued to live that whole other life yeah. until the day that you died. Yeah. And you chose a different path. And not only are you happier and created a beautiful life yeah. for yourself, but you created a whole movement that is helping other people to create a more beautiful life. And if that isn't a testament to anybody that could be listening to this podcast that thinks, you know what? Yeah. I feel that. And it's managing our energy versus, you know, our time, even with the people that we spend time with, mm-hmm. even with this book, that first no was somebody who said, photographers don't write books. Mm. And I said, well, I'm not going to be limited. Well, I'm going to. <laughs> Well, well, do me- medical device salespeople write books? Because I've also been that. Yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> you know, and yeah. we just have to continue to believe in ourselves and make choices from that place every single day. Mm-hmm. The smallest little choice can lead to your biggest dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really can. Okay. Last question, because I ask everybody this question. And sorry, I didn't prep you for this, but you're prepared for everything <laughs> just in a way that you are. <laughs> what does living fully mean to you? Oh, that's a great question. And that's something that you really embody. Living fully for me means living in alignment, making sure that my thoughts and my words and my actions are all in alignment to the greater vision I have for myself and my community. That's a really amazing answer to that question and one that I haven't heard anyone give because, and I love it that you just said thoughts. Because people think of all these goals that they have and the direction that they Mm -hmm. want their lives to go. But then when you look at your thoughts, it's frantic, wild mass chaos. It's judgment. It's I hate myself. It's I need more money. It's it's nothing like that. The conversations we have with ourselves are the most important. I remember my therapist said that one time. She was like, I was like, gosh, I think this and this and this. She was like, would you ever say that to Ford? And I was like, God, no. (laughs) What? Who would say that to someone? And she's like, oh, you? Because you're saying it to yourself. (laughs) I love the answer that you just gave, Alyssa. And I just love you and this this movement, this project, and sitting here with this book between us. It's just really cool. It's a beautiful book in itself, but it's also proof of what happens when you choose your life. And live fully. Yeah. I am grateful for you. I love you dearly. I love you all that are taking the time to listen. Thank you so much for your time. I'm truly grateful. Thank you so much. Okay, so if you guys want to follow Alyssa Rosenheck on Instagram, she's just at Alyssa Rosenheck. She's got the New Southern has its own site also because Mm -hmm. that's what it was before the book. So that's just the newsouthern.com, right? Yep. And then we've got the New Southern Style, which is the book, which like I said, if you guys want this book, I would get it now because... I'm not going to share numbers on here, but I know numbers and it's, it's gone. So get it. Okay. <laughs> and I just am so grateful to you 
for coming on today and I'm grateful to every single person that's listened to us have this amazing conversation. So thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next Monday for more. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.